Wimbledon Wheezecast Day 2. Had a very nice day one. Would be lying if I said I wasn't feeling myself a little bit. Coming to you from a hotel bathroom live once again, except tonight it's a slightly nicer brand of hotel. So I would say moving on up, but the price was actually the same. So I guess we're just kind of holding steady. Uh, can't feel yourself too much. Second you start feeling that, uh, life throws you a little bit of a curveball and, and a reminder not to do that. So as opposed to patting ourselves on the back, we've been just grinding away at analysis to find you some more winners. Uh, looking at a sheet with quite a few notes and picks scribbled on it. So let's get into it. Hope this isn't too long. Uh, before we get into the day two picks, I have to point out that Medvedev to win his quarter is plus 175, and I think it's a great value. I put him probably minus 200. Uh, the next favorite for Med's quarter is Federer. Uh, Medvedev is not going to be scared of Federer, and I would pretty strongly like him in that matchup. Um, you know, if you look at the next three in the in the favorite line here, we've got Sam Query, Pablo Carreño Busta, and Herkos, who you're going to hear a little bit more on the, about on this pod. Um, none of those three scare me too much about Medvedev. Uh, I think if you guys listen to the tournament preview, you really understand how much we like Medvedev here. I think he's got the great setup. I think his game is great for the grass. And plus 175, I mean, that, that sounds like sounds like some pretty strong value to me. Uh, so let's get into the picks for day two. We're going to start with what I see as the best on the board. And this is a matchup between Herkaz and Musetti. Now, to an even stronger degree than I would say is true for Davidovich, uh, Musetti has really made a name for himself on the clay and created a lot of buzz around himself. Uh, you know, by doing some cool things on a court that is exactly the opposite of the court that he'll be playing on at Wimbledon tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Musetti really capped it off by taking the first two sets off of Djokovic uh, in Paris before crumbling at such a catastrophic degree that he didn't win more than one additional game after those two sets, uh, you know, those two sets he was up. So, and then he didn't play tennis after that. So Musetti, while he's got the cool name, uh, he's got a lot of inexperience. He's got a very heavy, spinny game that relies a lot on his movement. Uh, he does not hit flat. He does not have, I mean, it serves all right, but uh, he doesn't have the type of game that jumps out at you as would work very well on grass. And more importantly, he has zero experience on grass. So when I say zero, that is a literal number. Uh, Musetti's first grass court match of his professional career will be tomorrow, uh, you know, at Wimbledon against Herkaz. And Herkaz, uh, quite the contrary, I think, does have a game that suits grass. He hits it a little flatter. He serves big. He's coming from a, a very high contact point. He's a taller guy. Hits the second serve pretty well. Uh, no glaring weaknesses. He's had a ton of success this year, winning in Miami uh, after just bowling through Rublev and Tsitsipas on the way to the final. Um, you know, Herkaz sputtered a bit during the clay season, but I think that was in part due to how strong he was uh, at the beginning of the year on the hard courts. And uh, he's had some experience. He's had some wins on grass. Uh, you know, his game suits it. And funny enough, uh, the public thinks Musetti is going to win this match. Uh, Herkaz is a top 20 player. Musetti's ranked about 62. 
Uh, Herkaz opened at minus 182, which I already thought was really low, and I was worried that everybody was going to be on Herkaz, and that was a bit low. But looking at the public, uh, the majority are picking Musetti, which makes me think that that minus 182 was really just uh, you know, an affordable price due to a market misconception on Herkaz. Uh, now, it's since moved up to minus 200 and I think even minus 215. Uh, so you really do want to get on Herkaz before that line moves. And I don't see anything on the board that would rival the confidence of this match. Uh, legitimately would put them at about minus 650. So when we see minus 200, I think we should jump on that. And I would also say there's a common misconception that, oh, you know, my, my betting size or my betting strategy doesn't let me bet a minus 200 straight. Uh, you know, I, I would say that's a big misconception. Um, you know, if you're betting 50 a unit or 100 a unit, then just do one or two units and take your free half unit or one unit. Uh, you know, I'm not throwing these plays out when I think that they're appropriately priced. Uh, I do think it's a good angle to take somebody favored who the public doesn't like, and, and sometimes they do fall on this minus 180 to minus 200 range. Uh, but I would only really lead you down this path uh, at times where I feel a lot of confidence. And when you have a player who's got some hype because of Clay and is playing his first grass court match, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tough going for him. So, you know, good luck, Massetti. Not, not expecting it to go too well for him tomorrow. Uh, another one that is in that same odds range, minus 200, is Brandon Nakashima, uh, up-and-coming, exciting American uh, who is a shocking favorite over Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, I said. What is it? Taylor Fritz, my bad. Just got uh, pop music on the mind, I guess. Uh, Fritz, by any stretch of the imagination, would be a favorite in this match 10 times out of 10, except for the fact that he tore his meniscus in his second round match at Roland Garros. And this was just on June 3rd. So we're talking 26 days ago, he tore his meniscus. He has since had surgery and had that meniscus shaved off. Um, so again, 26 days, a surgery. Uh, assuming he must have been off this for at least 14 to 21 days, which means that he had, what, five to nine days of maybe doing some jogging, maybe hitting some tennis balls. Keep in mind, he was playing on clay for quite a while before this, so we know very safely that he will have had no real opportunity to get ready on grass. Uh, Nakashima is every bit cracked up to be, uh, you know, the, I think the hype is very legit with Nakashima. Uh, still young, still early, a lot less experienced than Fritz, but I think Fritz is going to have his work cut out for him. He's going to be in really tough shape having not been able to practice or train. Uh, so Nakashima minus one uh, minus two hundred uh, is another one that we like. Uh, as much as Federer could make a little bit of noise here and maybe even get all the way to a quarter and and have us uh, you know have our Medvedev quarter bet pending on that match, uh, he could also very easily lose in the first round. Um, you know he played one grass tune up did not go well. Ahe uh, Aliasim, as you guys know, we were all over him. Uh, he lost the first set to Federer, and then he ran away with it. Uh, and I don't know if Fed is going to be in that much better condition than he was a week ago. Um, you know, getting your timing on grass always does take a minute. Um, could Federer come out and beat Manorino in straight sets? Of course. Uh, but plus 390 to kind of take a, 
you know, a bit of a punt that Fed won't show up with his timing and, uh, you know, resembling the game that we've become accustomed to out of him, uh, you know, I think is a, a price that we like a little bit on. Uh, Manorino does have a tricky matchup for him. He's a sneaky good player on grass and, you know, always want to, you know, feel a little bit better about a lefty against Federer. Uh, as much as his backhand has improved over the years, you can't just hit it to his backhand and neutralize Federer anymore. Um, you know, having that lefty cross-court safe topspin shot to keep the rallies pointed towards the Federer backhand is always something that's going to keep you, uh, you know, from getting hurt uh, as opposed to that forehand, which is one of the best shots in the game. Uh, so a little bit on Manorino, plus 390 over Federer. Alex Bolt, the Aussie, is minus 175 against the Serb Krajanovic. Uh, Krajanovic hasn't had any chance to tune up on grass, and any time you see a player's first match of the year on grass, it's unlikely that he's going to win it unless the guy that he's playing also hasn't played much on grass. Uh, so Bolt is the exact opposite. Uh, he won uh, the challenger uh, you know, last week on grass, uh, beating some decent players. Uh, and he's got a game that works well for grass. The Aussies and the Brits are typically leading the way in terms of comfort and familiarity on the surface. Bolt's got a rocket lefty serve. He's you know, been playing well at the nets. He's been aggressive and really taking that first ball and controlling the points, which, uh, you know, a lot of these guys don't have the natural tendency to do on grass. And it really is what you need to do on grass. Uh, so I think Bolt at minus 175 is, is actually a really good price. Uh, Medvedev, I obviously love him to win the match. I love him to win the quarter. I like him to win the tournament. Uh, you can bet him tomorrow in straight sets at plus 100. Uh, I do think that he's going to win this one pretty handily. Struff just beat him a couple weeks ago. Um, but like I said, anytime you see a player whose first match of the year on grass give him some forgiveness for that. So I actually like that Medvedev lost to Struff. I think that's going to have him focused and, uh, you know, seeking some revenge. And uh, Medvedev is is the pick to win the tournament. So, of course, I love him over Struff. Uh, you know, a little bit on straight sets, I think, makes, uh, makes some good sense. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, some creative ways to get some action on here uh, with some of these more favored matches. And when I say creative, they're not that creative. It's just making some parlays. Um, but my biggest bet personally is a parlay of Herkaz and Medvedev. Uh, now, Medvedev is minus 650. Uh, that bets your parlay with Herkaz minus 135. Uh, I think that's a great price. I really, really, really don't see either of those guys losing. I also have a brand of the same parlay, adding Galan, uh, who is a strong favorite uh, to a player ranked about 30 more than him, uh, and he appears to be the one that is going to be less uh, intimidated by the grass. Uh, and I'm adding Nakashima. I just think Fritz is going to struggle quite a bit after having that knee surgery and trying to return a little too soon. I uh, hope he's okay. Uh, you know, if he feels any discomfort or twinges, you'd think you know he may be having a pretty short fuse on retiring in this match. Um, but those are kind of how I'm playing the pars. Uh, you know, you could also mix and match and, and parlay Galan, Med, and Herc as well. Um, but I do want to get you a few leans on the women's side. Um, we've got Leon at minus 230 over Podoroska. 
I do think that that is priced in a way that uh, it would lead me to believe that Podoroska maybe had a knee surgery. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but to be completely honest, I I didn't figure out what was the problem with Podoroska. Uh, she hasn't played on grass yet, and uh, you know I think this price guides us to a safe Leon win. I know Stanley agrees at this one. Uh, really have this in here because of he him mentioning it in case it loses. Uh, I think that Arankta Rus is worth a small play against Sakari. Uh, you know, similar to what we've been talking about with it being a really tricky turnaround from going deep in Roland Garros and then having being able to compete in just a few short weeks later on the grass at Wimbledon. Uh, Sakari, I think, is going to be in that boat as well. Uh, and Rus, up and down. I mean, she's an experienced player. Uh, I think her game is fairly suitable to grass, but. You know, this would really be a bet that Sakari's timing is just a little bit off. Uh, she's coming off her best major appearance ever, making the semis. And, uh, you know, lost a heartbreaker 9-7 in that third set in Roland Garros. So, you know, I think that a small bet on Roos is, is worth it. Uh, we've got Karina Pliskova, not to be confused with Carolina. Uh, she's playing against Kovinic, uh, who is more of a clay player and had a great clay season, um, but she is ranked about 40 or 50 better, and Pliskova is minus 200 favored in this one. Uh, again, we only like these when there's something really suspicious or when we have a really strong angle, and I just think Pliskova is going to be able to beat Kovinic in this match. Uh, it's just going to be too tough for Kovinic, who really goes aggressive to time it. And, you know, she hugs that baseline. It's just going to make her timing even more difficult. Uh, and I think she's going to get through. Uh, I think Poliskova is going to be able to get through this match on the, ba- on the back of a ton of Kovinic errors. And one other one that I think is worth throwing out there is Tawson against the French Open champion Krajikova. Uh, Krajikova had it really intense there in the semis and in the final, going three sets, three long sets in the semis. Long, successful clay season before that. Uh, not a whole lot of experience throughout her career on grass, uh, but really just the turnaround, the resting, uh, you know, the, the top of the priority list is not getting out and hitting balls. Top of the priority list is really recovering and, uh, and getting right and, and for Krajikova, probably a lot of celebrating as well. I mean, she won that first major of her career in her first attempt out of nowhere. Um, so to think that she's been just plugging away in the lab, practicing on grass, sitting in the cryogenic chambers, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she's been out on the town blacking out every other night. Uh, and I wouldn't judge her at all. I think, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go Del Potro. You win a major and, you know, you got to party for a few weeks it turns into months and then maybe a wrist injury and then you know the career that you thought you were going to have doesn't end up taking place but hopefully that's not what happens with Krajikova I do think she's going to struggle today against Tawson Uh, and Tawson you know isn't some apple of my eye here I think she's going to be capable and I think she's catching Krajikova at a great time Uh, she's got that same setup as Tsitsipas has and we saw how that worked for him so those are your day two picks. Uh, I'm going to do another one about the quarter, but add Med at plus 175 to win his quarter in, uh, his quarter in there. And good luck, everybody. Let's keep it rolling.